and welcome to another episode of the Backcheck the Hockey History Podcast, where we evaluate NHL players' cases for the Hockey Hall of Fame. My name is Riley, and I'm with Bill. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing all right, thanks. And today we have the class of 1982, featuring uh, three players uh, who you've likely heard of: uh, Norm Allman, Rod Gilbert, Mister New York Ranger, and Yvonne Cornwaye. Is how you pronounce it. Where yes. am I getting wrong? That's Ivan Cornoy. Oh, I'm never gonna get that. So I'm, well, just, no, push... I'm just giving it. I'm giving it the yeah. French flourish. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. No, Cornoy I'm just... is fine. I think. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> gonna butcher it. Um, and so because we uh, we're really like we were just talking like we're not exactly sure who if there's a slam dunk case. Not they all have good cases, but if there's a slam dunk case or not. Um, so because of that, we're um, we're just gonna go chronologically. So we're starting with Norm Norm Ullman who played a phenomenally long time for his era, not quite Gordy Hall level, but he played 20 years um, from 55 to 75 in the NHL. And then he went and played for a couple of years in the WHA because he was apparently too young to retire. I don't know exactly what was going on there. So when he left the NHL, um, when he was in his, I think his late thirties, um, he was eighth all time in goals uh he was actually yes he was 39 when he finished his final season uh he was fourth all-time in assists which is way higher than i imagined behind only gordy hell alex devecchio uh devecchio and stan mckina and it's worth noting two of those players were his teammates and sometimes line mates i believe at least on the power play so uh it's funny that (laughs) there were three of uh when he left the nhl in 1975 three of the top four scorers of all time were Three guys who played together forever on the Red Wings. Anyway, Man, that is so like. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, uh, interesting question there. Does that speak to the greatness of Gordy Howe, or did they just have maybe one of the best top lines you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, well, I mean, my knowledge of it is that Almond regularly didn't play on the same line with hmm. Howe and Del Vecchio, but I don't because Del Vecchio played center for Hull, I think, generally for a while. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the hundred percent sure. Like I, 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 I've seen some people say they sometimes played together. Um, I think they had a lot of depth for one thing. And yeah. presumably when you're trying to stop Gordy Howe, uh, Gordy Howe and, um, you know, you focus all that and then Norm Allman comes up and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the, the Crosby Malkin thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Or well, Sack of Forsberg. I'd be able to stop Crosby, yeah. but good luck stopping the next guy. Like you're in so much trouble. So, Yeah. So he was also fourth all-time in points, and again, he was behind only Howe, Del Vecchio, and Makita. He was only a plus seven. Uh, but wow, that's that, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that omits, the thing is, it's important to know that omits the first uh, four seasons of his career, um, in which the Red Wings were really good. Um, and so, you know, and it's also worth noting that uh, with the Leafs, actually, weirdly, I was going to say with the Leafs, he was a negative player, but no, no, he was a negative player with the, the Red Wings, not the Leafs. Um, but that there were some years that was getting close to the end of Gordy Howe's, you know, Gordy Howe was significantly older, right, than um, Omen. And so there are some years where Omen is really high plus minus, uh, really low plus minus, rather. And I wonder if, like, it's just because, like, the team was kind of declining. Um, anyway, uh, he was also, Omen was also fifth all time in games at his departure. How Del Vecchio, uh, Tim Horton and uh, uh, Howell are ahead of him. So he played a long time. 
He was 130, or sorry, 134th. He was 13th all-time in point shares as well, and he was 9th all-time in offensive point shares, and among forwards, he was 8th all-time in defensive point shares. So, top 10 forward all-time at his retirement, at least in career totals. Uh, 8th all-time in assists per game when he left the NHL, and 11th all-time in points per game, not in the top 25 in um, goals per game. It does make him look slightly less good, but still, this is a guy who was, oh, sorry, 18th all-time assists per game. So, yeah, the point, the per-game stuff does hurt him a bit. It makes him look like more of a top 20 forward rather than a top 10 forward. But still, when he left the NHL, he was, you know, he had a really good career. Um, Era-wise, of the uh, 15 skaters to play in at least 1,066 games or 13 more seasons between 55 and 75, he was fourth in goals, Fifth in goals per game, second in assists, second in points, a little bit lower in assists and points per game, sixth or fifth. Uh, eighth in plus minus, weirdly, despite only being plus seven. Uh, <laughs> and uh, fourth in offensive point shares, um, and the fourth forward in defensive point shares, also first in games played over that period. Uh, so he was healthy um, and a workhorse. His 82-game average is 71 points. And so, obviously not a point-per-game player. It is worth noting, of course, that he played until he was 39. Um, And his first season, you know, when he was a rookie, he had quite a low points per game. And when he left the league, he had fairly low points per game. So, you know, he was a point-per-game player for, like, looks like 13 seasons or something. But, you know, he did play a really long time. Um, His three-year peak is 64-67, is a 70-game average of uh, 66 points, so just below a point per game. Um, And uh, that's partly because, like many of the players we talk about here, his best years were not uh, all together. Um, You know, he had his two best seasons, point per game-wise, were uh, like seven seasons apart or something like that. Playoff-wise, when he left for the WHA, he was 21st all-time in goals, 16th all-time in playoff assists, and 18th all-time in playoff points, so much lower down the leaderboards than he was in regular season. He was also a minus 22. Um, He was also 22nd all-time in playoff points per game. Um, And era-wise, of the 51 skaters playing at least 82 playoff games between 55 and 75, he's only 15th in goals, 10th in assists, and 10th or 12th in points. So again, um, less of a playoff performer. Um, like he has better regular season numbers, which is true of a lot of people we have talked about, of course. Yes. The hockey reference adjustment for era bumps him up five points per 82 games to 76. So again, not quite a point per game, but still pretty good. Um, versus X has him 15th all-time in goals, which is way higher than I was expecting, 18th yeah. all-time in assists, and 16th all-time in points. Um, he is not in the top 25 in versus X point per game, points per game or hockey references adjusted points per game. However, if you raise the qualifier to 1,230 games played, which is a lot, it's, you know, 15 right, uh, modern seasons, he is ninth all-time in versus X adjusted goals per game, 14th in assists, and 8th in points per game. And it's worth noting that for some reason, the adjustment versus X likes him much more as a goal scorer, even though he was very much more of a passer. Uh, so that's just probably something you do with the way the adjustment happens. We have a trade. It was a rather big one. Um, 
and we're going to talk about it again uh, next time we do a class of <laughs> whatever. But anyway, we're talking about it. Um, and that is, it is, uh, it's it's on our blog as the 23rd greatest Maple Leaf trade of all time. And that is that <laughs> Norm Allman was traded at 30, age 32 when you when the Red Wings probably thought he was going to be done soon. With Doug Barry, who was 21, Paul Henderson, who was only 25, Floyd Smith, uh, to the Leafs for Carl Brewer, Frank Mahovlich, Pete Stemkowski, and Gary Unger. And when I say those names, you instantly think, how did the Leafs win this? And the reason they won it is because Carl Brewer, like, retired almost immediately. Frank Mahovlich played, like, two seasons for the Red Wings. And Gary Unger, like, went to the Blues almost immediately. So the Red Wings got very little out of that trade, whereas the Leafs got uh, their new number one center, who, who you know, phased it, essentially replaced Keon as Keon um, got older and then left for the WHA. And um, and also got Paul Henderson, who was, until he went to the WHA as well, who was a effective player for the Leafs. Uh, now, now was, was that them blowing it up because Gordie Howe retired? I, I I wonder. Um, the trade happened. When did it happen exactly? In '68, which might have been. I don't know when, because Howe retired and then he came back, right? Yes, that, that's what I'm thinking. Is he came back yeah. in the WHA, right? So, yeah. Is that like Howe retiring? I, I think Howe played close, a little bit longer like, than that. Let me see. And then they just um, decided to blow it up, or? Um. When did he retire? Uh, when, when did he switch to the WHA? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He because he he came back like it was. Um, let to me play see. With when sons, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. How how it played through seventy one? So this happened a few years before that. Okay. Okay. But it but uh, the the Red Wings were not making the playoffs. Yeah. At this point, so it's possible that they just were like, we got to get younger, and by younger we mean two years younger. Frank Mavlich <laughs> was two years younger than. Uh, Normal yeah, or maybe um, they had a cheap owner or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. This but was, like this was long before the Little Caesars days. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like and Carl Brewer was a quite a good player. Uh, so let me just pull it up. Um, he, uh, didn't, there he goes. Uh, so he got traded to Detroit, played one season for them. Oh no, and they, sorry, they traded him to St. Louis. Sorry, did they trade both Unger and Brewer at the same time in St. Louis? They might have. Maybe. That would be nope. They didn't. Um. And then I think I think then he retired maybe. And th- yeah. don't forget too, like St. Louis was the good expansion team yeah. for the first three years in the league, and arguably until the Flyers did something, they were like the good expansion team, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and um, all right, so so Brewer got traded to St. Louis basically immediately, um, and then anyway, it's just it's it's one of those things that if you if you look at the actual quality of the talent you could say the red wings won the trade but the red wings went ahead and traded away almost everybody they got in the trade within a couple years so it's like yeah they must have just been blowing it up and then like you know we don't have that much time left with gordy not assuming he's going to play for another three decades yeah (laughs) just sort of like ah we probably should uh you know get the team Uh, because olman was old like getting older too so they're probably like well Gordy's the guy who makes everybody go. So if we lose Gordy, then you know Norm's not going to be worth it. They should trade him yeah. now while he's yeah. hot. We're we're like they're still here and we're not good. So, but like Gord, why? Gord just, you know, in those days, flat out just didn't want a fan. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird though because like Gary Unger, they you know they 
had for 216 games, and so he he would have been like he was like 23 when they gave up on Gary Unger. Wow. You know, after this trade, and I don't know how many games Mahavlish played for them, but you know he obviously won one cups with the Habs yeah. afterwards. All right, and then WHA wise, Norm Ullman did not have a particularly sparkling career. Uh, he scored 130 points in 144 games, a minus 44. That's over two seasons. So what, uh, he joined like the worst team in the league? Like, well, I mean, wow. if, you, if you're really bad in the WHA, you were really bad, I think. He was yeah. on uh, the Oilers. Um, ah, back pre-Gretzky. Pre-Gretzky. Um, and uh, I don't think they were very good. They did not make the playoffs either year he was there. Uh, his his 82-game average for the uh, WHA is 74 points and minus 25. Which is pretty horrible. Um, In the NHL, he was a first-team All-Star once, um, and that is not a surprise because he, of course, was playing in the era of Beliveau and Makita. So, uh, good Good luck. luck. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, did you see the email I sent you about the reconsidering uh, the All-Star teams for? um... Anyway, there was an interesting post on uh, the history of hockey at Hockey's Future, uh, talking about how like. If you change, if you take top three forwards by heart voting instead of um, instead of looking at the top center, the top left winger and top right winger, it really changes who would have finished on those end of team all star uh, teams. And they only did it since expansion. But like Luke Robitaille got knocked down to basically zero final uh, like appearances yeah, on the first team, where like you know got like Iserman had like one first team in his career and he got bumped up to like three or four. Yeah. Because, well, that's unfair too, though. I feel like, because as we discussed when we did our left wing episode, like it's kind of the, it's kind of the shitty forward position where no yeah. one seems to score a lot. Like, yeah. like we, we, we looked at those players and they're like, yeah. that guy's, that guy's not even getting a mention in the right yeah. wings, but he's yeah. up there. Cause yeah. it's just that sort of position. I don't know what it is. I don't know yeah. if it's just the the flow of the way the puck goes, um, just for whatever reason. Uh, and I'm sure somebody who knows a lot more about the X's and O's of hockey than I do. I know there's there is a system called the left wing lock, where I believe you have a lot more defensive responsibility as the left yeah. winger. But like to, to have that much of a disparity, where look, Robitaille is, you know, 610 goals is like, like is he still number one? No, it's, Among, it's, it's, it was well, it Bobby Hull or we don't count his WHA numbers, right? So uh, it's it's a veteran. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no, no. It's a, for, for anybody who's listening to this episode years from now, if if there still is a world years from now, uh, Ovechkin's bad now. So no, bad. Yeah. His his numbers don't count. Yes. We're mad. We're mad at him now because he doesn't want his family to get killed so he's not saying anything bad um anyways that's we probably shouldn't get into politics uh yeah it's obviously yeah anyway i just i just thought it was interesting anyway uh so that but this this whole all-star team format does explain why Ullman only had one first team and one second team despite being the fourth highest scorer player of all time when he retired. Um, and he also had 11 all-star game appearances, which is totally out of whack with those, those, uh, you know, two all-star end of season all-star appearances. He did lead the league in goals once. Um, and it's worth noting, uh, when he, uh, re- uh, he left it for the WHA, he was one of only 20 players to score 35 goals three times. And he was only one of, uh, 
11 players ever to score 25 goals nine times, which was at the time a very rare thing. He also had scored 20 goals 16 times, and the only other player to ever do that when he left was Gordie Howe, his teammate. Wow. He, you know, he had a bunch of top five finishes and goals and, and assists I'm, and points. Sorry? No, I was just about to say, I'm, like, I'm really impressed. Yeah, I, I I thought this was the one where I'd be like, nah, like, and I'm like, wow, this is no, he pretty played good, pretty good resume. He played forever <laughs> and he scored a lot. Um, yeah. he's when he went to the WHA he was one of only seven players to have 40 assists nine times. Um, he was also the only player other than Gordie Howe to have 50 points 18 times when he left for the WHA, which is uh something. Uh, his teammate, of course. Um, and then he was one of only 11. Uh, sorry, one of only six players to have uh, 60 points 11 times. So there were lots of things like that um, uh, when he left. And again, some of this has to do with his longevity. But of course, he was also, you know, he, like he did lead the league in goals once. And he um, he was a, a finishing top five a bunch of times. Um, I didn't mention he was considered the best offensive player by point shares, at least in 1965 when he led the league in goals. And he was a top 10 offensive player eight times. Uh, in his 20-year career, which is almost half the career, which is pretty good. Um, the versus X peak, his best 10 seasons, it has him 29th all-time in goals, which is quite high, 55th in assists, and 43rd in points. And if best 10 seasons, he looks even better, 23rd all-time in goals, 38th all-time in assists, and 33rd all-time in points. That's so by that metric, one of the top 40 forwards of all time. Oh yeah, like and that's yeah. like that's over ten seasons, right? So I mean, it's like the consistency yeah. and the yeah. the overall. Um, it's the, the one thing like you're you're just about to uh, get to the WHA, which is his numbers are just brutal. Yeah. But to, to me, it's like he he had 490 career goals. Like, how much money did they offer him to not? pick up the 10 goals that put you in the 500 club like yeah, must yeah. have been like a dump tr- like obviously in, in terms of like the 1970s a million dollars would have been like the most money you'd ever like i can't believe they're gonna pay me a million keep in mind he, he played for the leafs yeah oh yeah notoriously <laughs> cheap too right? it's possible so, that they were just like we're not paying you anymore retire and he was like i don't want to yeah and then, but like, the but was like here's money. ten goals away into not like, yeah. I'm gonna hit 500 this year and I'll go make money next year. And then yeah. like, they must have just, they must have paid him through the nose. Like, must he, he really his last season he really fell off in scoring though. Like he he scored half as many points per game. Yeah, but he's gonna but he scored 47 goals in the WHA in like yeah. two or three years. Like he's gonna two that's, years, yeah. That's worth 10 NHL goals very easily. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um. There was something else I was going to say about him, but I forgot, but it doesn't matter. Um, oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention his – sorry, I forgot to mention he was uh, – uh, I don't know why it's not written here, but he was uh, top five um, in heart voting twice, uh, which is interesting given what the t- whose teammate he was. But yeah. um, I don't think either of those years were – those were late enough in house career. I'm not sure he won. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, he had, as Bill just alluded to, he had no offensive accomplishments in, um, the WHA. I mean, he scored 30 goals once, but everybody did as a WHA. Um, so, uh, he was spectacularly unlucky when he was born because if he had been born a couple years earlier and found his way to the same team, 
uh, he would have had some standing cuffs. However, instead, he came in um, to Detroit, and uh, and they were. I, I wonder, see, did they win the year before? Yeah, they won the year before he became a Red Wing, and then they never, they didn't win again until nineteen ninety-seven. So uh, <laughs> Norm Ullman is unlucky. So he didn't win a cup, uh, but he was uh, probably the best player on the Red Wings in nineteen sixty-six when they went to the finals and lost to the Habs, I believe. Um, he's he led the playoffs in points, and he led the playoffs in goals. Um, and then in 65, he also was the best player on the Red Wings, but they only they got eliminated in the first round. Um, and then in 63, when they also went to the finals, and I think in 63, did they win to the... Uh, oh, they probably lost to the Leafs, right? In 63? or Yeah, they lost to the Leafs. Um, he he uh, co-led the playoffs in points, but he co-led them with, I, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Gordie Howe who outscored him in other ways. Um, or maybe, yeah, Gordie Howe might have had more goals. Let me let me pull it up and just see uh, who who scored more. Yeah, Gordie Howe had uh, the same number of points, but was a plus player and scored more goals. So generally speaking, we, uh, um, you know, uh, give it to the guy who scored more goals and is also not a negative player. Um, and then, uh, yeah, otherwise he, he had another year where he was a top three, four by points, um, when in 64, when the Red Wings went to the final, um, but in 56, when they went to the finals and lost as well, another time they went to the finals and lost, he was only a top six, four by points. And in 61, he really didn't score much at all, but he was on, uh, let me count, um, one, uh, two, three, four runners up. Wow. Yeah. Because the Red Wings, you know, it was a six-team league, and uh, yeah. the Red Wings were good. They were just not – they were not the Leafs. They were not the Habs. And very briefly, the Blackhawks were also good enough to win. But most of those cups in that span were won by one, two teams, right? The the Leafs and the Habs. And the, the Blackhawks won, like, one in the middle there. Yeah. Hence, hence the rivalry, right? Yeah. And then, of course, he got himself traded to the Leafs and, and never sniffed um, – he was in the playoffs, but um, – you know, never, um, never got out of, I think, the first round again, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh, oh wow. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this is, of course, like, by the time he, he leaves for the WHA, Sittler is just getting going, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, like, the, the the one good Leafs team of the 1970s would happen a couple years after Norm Ullman left, or, you know. All right, so uh, that's his case. Um, what do you think? Oh, so I was going to go in as like, if I'm going to deny anybody, it's definitely going to be this guy. And I'm like, uh, that's a pretty rock solid case. Yeah. <laughs> like that is, that is like, I mean, he's not in the 500 goal club, but because he went to the WHA and he only was missing 10 goals, I'm going to consider him to be in the 500. <laughs> goal club. Um, dude, like, <laughs> like one of the best players of his era. Like there's no, yeah. At least statistically, like the minus thing really weirds me out, but I know it's because there were some counting anomalies where he didn't get credit for the big plus years at the beginning um, and that kind of stuff, right? So it's, and even then, you know, like, you know, you're scoring, but your team's garbage. It's like, I don't know, you're a minus like 
plus minus is it, it's it's sometimes an indicator, but I don't think it's the entire indicator of the overall yeah. players. And you know, overshadowed by Gordy Howe, like. Well, that's the the one thing you can say is that he was for for a chunk of his career he was not the first line center on his own team. That's right. Yes, yeah. so he could have been against inferior competition, but yeah. he put up some serious numbers. Like he did. He did. You know, like almost a point a game player, and he played forever doing that. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, like, so let, let's just sort of say the same thing and then do Dave Andrichuk and be like, um, yeah, so this guy played in a way lower scoring era and did yeah. a sort of, I think, at least the same thing, maybe a better job. But like, you got it. You got to put him in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, I think there's no way he's not in. Yeah. It, it is curious, though, because he is. And, and so, any, funnily enough, I was looking at uh, Hockey History Forum a little while ago about him. And there's a big raging debate as to whether or not he was incompetent defensively or one of the best defensive forwards of his era. And the funny thing is, of course, most of the people arguing were not alive at the time. (laughs) So nobody really knows. Some people are like throwing quotes out. Some people are throwing really old short clips out. Yeah. Some have found their way in the internet. Other people are just saying, no, I know this for a fact, even though probably like, yeah, yeah. you show any old clip and you get a guy at the end of a shift and be like, that guy's the worst defensive player I've ever seen in my life. Like just, it's really, it was really funny though. Cause I've, I've rarely seen an older player so divisive in that community. They were really, really, they were people. No one was like, he was fine. People were either like, he was one of the best defensive forwards of his era. And if the Selkie existed, would have been nominated. (laughs) Or he was one of the worst defensive forwards of his era. And I was just like, like, both of these things are probably not true. I I don't, I don't really understand. Um, It was very strange. And, you know, there's, this is a guy who did the, he didn't do a ton of his damage on the power play. Um, he seems to have been pretty good at even strength. I I can't, I don't know. Like you said, he might've faced less good competition, especially in the early yeah. years of his career. But like, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, his number, I, the numbers I, I are, ask. you can't really deny them. You know, top yeah. five all time in, in two offensive categories when he leaves the league. Like, yeah, come on. Like, how you can you say no? There's no yeah. Way. Yeah. For, for the defensive forward thing, like I, I'd ask my dad, but I'm pretty sure he's forgotten that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, nobody, nobody but this small group of people on the internet cares about this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, I did think it was really funny because there were some extreme opinions, and I was like, I wonder how old any of you are. R- you Ryan's know? dad might remember because he's he's a bit younger than my dad, and yeah. uh, he he may have watched more hockey at that yeah. point because my dad was probably already working and doing all kinds of, uh, you know. And when you start when you start a full time job and leave home at seventeen, yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of don't pay attention to hockey anymore. So you might yeah. have missed some of that stuff. But I, Ryan's dad might know. And the next time I see him, I'll ask him maybe if I remember, of course. But. Yeah, yeah. So up next we have Mister Ranger or one of two or three Mister Rangers, but certainly Mister Ranger up until uh, you could probably say until uh, um, Brian Leach. Um, that son of a bitch. Or, or, or I guess Sean Rattel, <laughs> but of course Sean Rattel didn't play his entire career for the Rangers like That's Rod right. Gilbert did. So we have Rod Gilbert. He played slightly fewer seasons. We're actually going in declining number of seasons uh, from 20 to 16 through these three players, which is funny. Um, he played. Uh, Gilbert played from 60 to 78, and 13 of those we rated as quality. So you know, certainly not the 18 quality that we gave Norm Um When he retired, he was 
13th all-time in goals, 12th all-time assists, and 12th all-time in points. So definitely back of Norm Allman, though, of course, this was a few years later. Uh, he was also a plus 38, uh, and he was much closer to a point-per-game player than Norm Allman was, and we will get to that. Um, he was also 18th all-time in offensive point shares at his retirement. He was also 17th all-time in assists per game and 18th all-time in points per game when he retired. Um, of the 16 skaters played at least 984 games between 60 and 78, he was fifth in goals, fifth in assists, fifth in points. I wish he was fifth in other things. So he was fifth in goals per game. <laughs> uh, he was also fourth in assists per game, fourth in points per game, 10th in plus minus, sixth in offensive point shares, uh, the seventh forward in defensive point shares, and uh, ninth in games played. Um, so, you know, a top five forward of his era. Um and uh, despite obviously having the lower career numbers, but again, uh, he he doesn't quite overlap with Norm Allman. He wouldn't have made, you know, Gilbert would have yeah. been would not have been in Norm Allman's group for this era, just like Allman wouldn't have been in his. Um, his 82 game average is 79 points and plus three, so really really close to a point per game, but not quite there. His three year peak of 73 to 76, which is much later than I thought because he was uh, he was in his 30s when that happened. Um, is 94 points per 80 games, uh, which is quite good for almost 40 goals per 80 games uh, in the mid 70s. And like I said, he was like 32 when this was happening. Um, so he was still like he was uh, in addition. He was he did have one or two years where he missed games, but he's really healthy and and was one of those players who excelled later. In addition to being pretty good when he was younger. Uh, Playoffs-wise, he was 18th all-time in playoff goals at his retirement, and he had 67 points in 79 games, so a lot lower uh, per game average in the playoffs, which is something we often see. Uh, He was 14th all-time in playoff goals per game, though, at his retirement, and 22nd all-time in points per game. Um, Era-wise, for the playoffs, he's, he's, again, like Allman, he's, he's way further back in terms of his contemporaries. He's 12th in playoff goals, 40th in assists, 23rd in points. Um, but he's uh, 10th in goals per game, 35th in assists per game, slightly better, and 19th in points per game. Um, and, and so this is just, uh, you know, it was a really high-scoring era. Like, you're like, how, how is he 14th all the time in playoff points per game? Uh, and only 10th for his era. And it's because like there, this scoring was playoff scoring was going way up because of the seventies. Um, hockey references adjustment for era uh, knocks him down two points to 77 points uh, per 82 games, which is one point higher than normal moment, <laughs> which is a very similar number, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, and he is not, unlike Norm Ullman, he is not in the top 10 or top 25 all time for versus X numbers, but he is about slightly under 500 goals, uh, slightly under 800 assists for just under 1,100 points. So a little bit better. Um, well, sorry, not that one. Sorry, ignore what I just said. Versus X doesn't add like that because uh, it's a different kind of adjustment. But um, he, it would make him, if I'm not mistaken, it would make him just over a point per game player, uh, the versus X adjustment. So, uh, unlike Norm Ullman, he never finished top five in heart voting, though he did win the Masterton, which is not a trophy we tend to talk about very much. We don't, He, no. he was a first-team All-Star once, and just like Norm Ullman, he was a second-team All-Star once. And unlike Norm Ullman, he doesn't have the same positional complaint. He is a right-winger. Um, so, he was, you know, he at the end of his career, he was dealing with Guy Lafleur, 
Mm-hmm. But um, in the and uh, earlier than that, he was dealing with Gordy Howe. So yeah, it was well at the very he might beginning. Have a positional was, complaint. Uh, <laughs> at the very beginning, he was dealing with Gordy Howe. I guess I don't know who was winning like when he was in his prime, like in uh, when he so he won his first team all. He got his first team all star in '72. So in '71, I wonder who got the first team. Um, see if I can pull that up. Uh, where are the all star votes? Uh. It was uh, Ken Hodge, a Bruin. Yeah. It was just, yeah, he was losing out. And I mean, I don't know how many of you would argue Ken Hodge is better than Rod Gilbert, but that's another story. Um, anyway, we're, I mean, we're talking about Rod Gilbert as all of them are not Ken Hodge. Um, he was a top 10 uh, player only once in 72, that same year that he uh, was a first team all-star. And he was a top 10 offensive player five times. So that's notably uh, three times less than Norm Allman. He never um, led the league in any uh, in goals, assists, or points, but he was top five in goals once, he was top five in assists once, and he was top five in points twice. Also, like Allman, he has sort of these weird accomplishments where like, he, he scored 25 goals 11 times and only 11 players had ever done that as his retirement. He's had 50 assists four times and only 13 players had ever done this retirement. Uh, four, if you make it 40 assists, it's only nine players. Um, he was one of only nine players to score 60 points 11 times. I think one of the other ones was Norm Allman, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then uh, he was also top 10 and plus minus once. But the versus X peak adjustment looks much less kindly on Rob Gilbert than it does on uh, on Norm Allman. For his best seven seasons, he's 90th in goals all time, 51st in assists, and 81st in points. That does improve markedly. If you go to best 10 seasons, because he's one of those guys who much like, uh, I mean, a very different player than Jacques Lemaire, I think. But much like when we were talking about Jacques Lemaire, one of those guys who like was pretty good for almost all of his career, but was yeah. never like the elite offensive player. So best 10 seasons, he's 64th all time in goals, 46th all time in assists and 62nd all time in points. So, you know, top 65 ish player, um, a forward rather, um, and notably, you know, between 63 uh, and 77, he scored less than 20 goals only once, um, you know, or, and, and assist wise, it's a similar thing, you know, never had, no, oh no, a few, if, anyway, he was pretty consistent. So, uh, like any Ranger, um, he has some playoff disappointments. He doesn't, <laughs> uh, he did not win a cup. You'll be shocked to learn. Um, he did make it to the, uh, the finals in 72, uh, mm-hmm. where he was not. Uh, at least by points, he was not the best player on his team. That goes to somebody weird, if I'm not mistaken, because Rattel was hurt. Mm-hmm. It goes to Bobby Rousseau. Uh, oh. Go figure. I guess Bobby Rousseau was moved up to take uh, Rattel's place yeah. between between Gilbert and Hadfield. And so, um, yeah, uh, Rousseau outscored Gilbert by two points. Um, anyway, uh, however, he did have a, a, a in 67... Um, he had one of his better playoffs in 70. I'm like, why don't I see 70 here? Um, let me pull up. I don't know why 70 is not here. It's, it's really hard, too, with the, with like any Rangers player from that era because you know they were good, but they just, like, the, the rest of the team was just never that good. They were, oh. they were kind of the weak, like, there was always, like, one dumpster fire of a team. Yeah. And, like, it was sort of, like, six-team league, right? So only four teams make it. Yep. The Rangers were always that fourth team to sneak into the playoffs and then would just get demolished by the big 
big two or big three. You know, like they had no chance most of the time. Um, Gilbert's best playoff came in a a first round loss in 1970, where he scored nine points in six games and otherwise generally did not. You know, he had, his second best playoff was the run in 72. He did yeah. not generally have a great playoff career. Uh, well, sorry, he had a couple. Sorry, in 62, he also had a a good uh, playoff, but again, got eliminated first round. But he was, you know, for some of these years, he was the team's best player. Sometimes it was Rattel, but it it depended. Like, Rattel, of course, had injury problems early on and stuff. And I I, I, I figure with those Rangers teams, too, like, they they had the gag line and then not much else. So it's like every team would just be like, we just got to shut down that one line and we're going to win the series, like, you know, pretty easily. Um, you know, yeah. so it's like if those guys can't produce because everybody's just focusing on them, beating the shit out of them, giving them extra slash, uh, whatever went on in the playoffs back in those days. Um, you know, like just it was if they weren't producing, they weren't winning kind of like, you know, that was the sort of the thing that happened. So, you yeah. know, they, they were keyed on. And so and, and uh, I mean, those Rangers, except for those three guys, like. Unless you're a diehard Rangers fan, you haven't heard of anybody on those teams. Like yeah. just they're that's like old school names. Unless you were a huge hockey fan, you didn't know who those guys were. So absolutely, um, you know, it's like you got to kind of you, you got to balance it based on that. And it's it's actually interesting. You're just talking about uh, R- Rattel being injured all the time, and uh, you, you had said that he'd won the Masterson. So I looked up why he won the Masterson, and um, so from from his double IHF uh, profile said that uh, the fact that he even played in the NHL was a bit of a miracle. During his junior days, he slipped on refuse thrown onto the ice. So somebody threw garbage on the ice because playing hockey in Quebec. Um, <laughs> or wherever he grew up playing. Oh, no, he played Guelph. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, but he's from Montreal. Gilbert's from, uh, Montreal, so from Montreal. So you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, whatever. But, you know, it's the, it's the old days. Shit yeah. goes down at hockey minor league hockey games anyway so somebody threw something on the ice he ended up uh slipping on it and he suffered a pretty serious back injury mm. uh and the pain went all the way down to his leg and the doctors actually thought they were going to have to amputate his leg mm. um he recovered um but in 1965 he needed to have a second spinal fusion operation so this injury was like catastrophic and in those days like Anytime you went in for surgery, be like, I might die today. Like there's just like yeah, yeah. medical, we've, we've come a long way in the last 50 or 60 years. Yeah. Um, and so in 65, you thought that would end his career a second time, right? Like obviously the first time he slipped, he thought I'm never going to play hockey again. Then he had to have another surgery, uh, but he recovered. And then in 1976, he was uh, named the winner of the Bill Masterton trophy for overcoming those injuries. So, so like a career, like, he injured his back so badly he shouldn't have been able to play hockey. Yeah. So well, I mean, all of the stuff that you're saying about him now is just so much more incredible. Like, yeah. You, and like you said, the Masterton is one we don't talk about, but like, what did this guy have to do? Yeah. To be able to play hockey, and then like, wow, like he legitimately was very, very close to not even stepping on the ice again. Like, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, and, and I guess like he he here was at th- age thirty four having a pretty great offensive season, and they're just yeah. like, well, the other thing I want to mention before we move on is uh, he did he he was on the the seventy two team Canada. Um, yeah, I, he I played was a, bring that up as well. Yeah, yeah, he played a depth a more of a depth role because of how deep that team was, but like he was on it. Um, he, did, he did make if you made that team like you're like 
if you if you're not in the Hall of Fame, you were damn close because that yeah, was, yeah. that team was smoking good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he definitely has a a weaker case than Allman, and actually, you know, I think it's going to be pretty easy to say given given a certain thing that the next player did, which we're going to talk about, it's, um, I mean, it's safe to say he's got the weakest case of the three. Um, It's one of those where, like, I think the original six thing does play a role. This is a guy who played his entire career for the Rangers Mm -hmm. and was, you know, you could, Rattel had a higher peak, but because Gilbert played, his entire career for the Rangers, you could say like some people would make the case that he's the greatest Ranger in history up to a certain point. Though I think you could argue that like both Andy Bathgate and, uh, um, and Jean Rattel had better peaks and were greater offensive players. And honestly, you could go back into the path, Bill cook, you know, there are guys who, um, but like he was identified so much with the Rangers and had, you know, a, a very good career, maybe not, the greatest, but a very good career that I think mm-hmm. I understand why he's in. Yeah. Same. I don't. And like, I didn't know the story about his back. Um, I mean, I don't, uh, I have no idea. This is, he's one of those guys who I would be like, if I was really, really picky about the hall of fame, I might think differently about, but I'm, yeah. I'm not this picky. There are other, there are many other players in the hall of fame who I'm like, what the hell? Uh, and this is not one of them. Um, but like it is, I think he does have the weakest case of the three we're talking about tonight. I, I think so too, but I think that's also like, it's weird for me to say too, because like the cynical part of me wants to be like, yeah, he was a Ranger. He sucks. He shouldn't be in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just because I hate the Rangers. But, um, you know, like, like sort of doing a little bit of a deeper dive on him and realizing what he overcame to be in the league. He made Team Canada in 72. He's, you know, got these, he's got really good stats, like be- way better than I thought he was going to have. Yeah. It's like, okay, was was he maybe, like, was maybe his accomplishments list punished by the fact that he had to play for the shitty Rangers? Like, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, I, I didn't, it, right? it's like I didn't look at Ken Hodges' stats. I didn't look at Ken Hodges' stats that year, but, like, yeah. like Ken Hodge was just riding Esposito or Busey, yeah. right? Like, like there's yeah. no like that that was that just to pick that one all star yeah as you're seeing that is a you know that I mean now uh Gilbert didn't have a great year that year but like seventy five we'll look at seventy five too to see like because that's yeah. that year he he didn't make that's, it it's got to be a Gila Fleur year yes but Gila <laughs> Fleur and who because he didn't make the second either mm-hmm. um, it was uh so first. Is indeed Guy Lafleur, and second is Rene Robert. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know his uh, stats that year, but that's not a terrible choice. Yeah, the same uh, Yeah, um, but yeah, like it's hard to believe some of these years that he like, you know, um, you know, the year he won the Masterton, you know, he had 86 points in 70 games. Yeah, but he uh, he was not a end of season All Star choice either. That was Lafleur and Reggie Leach. Um, you know, there's anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's two ways to look at it, right? It's like either the Rangers weren't good because that top line was they they weren't all superstars; they were just good players. Or there's the he was punished because his top line was very good and the rest of the team was hot garbage. Yeah, and that's why they couldn't get you know get out of round one in the playoffs, and that's why 
his numbers weren't as good as they could have been. And and then, you know, I, I, I feel like the, the fact he overcame that to have that great of a career is like, you know, a lot of guys who get into the hall of fame, like, let's just say it was our hall of fame. And then, cause right now there's no question, I think, but in, in the hall of fame that we would have where they, they would be very, very strict and reserved to the greatest of the great. He's still got a, it's still a really good story. Like he's, yeah. you know, sort of like the, uh, let's say before Henrik Lundqvist, he's Mr. Ranger, right? Like yeah. he's, and then he's got this great comeback story from a horrible injury that almost derailed his career twice. And he, you know, played on Team Canada. Like, it's like, yeah, maybe, like, maybe even in the really good Hall of Fame, he squeaks in, you know, like point a game. And it's before the 80s, too. So it's like point a game matter. Yeah. It's you know, not once, quite once, a point once a game. Once the 80s players, point a game's yeah. like, yeah, big deal. But like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Lastly, we have Yvonne Cornoyer, um, who played for only 16 seasons, unlike these other two guys. Uh, and 12 of them we rated quality from 70, uh, sorry, 63 to 79. He was. He, he, uh, he only played 16 because I, I think he ran out of fingers for rings. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's possible. Um, uh, he was 12th all time in goals at his retirement. So Gilbert, uh, who retired a year earlier, was 13th. Um, and he was uh, 17th all time in points. He was not on in the top 25 for assists. He was also 18th all time in plus minus, which is not a surprise given the team he played for. Um, you know, it's hard to not be in the top 25 and plus minus when you play for these 70s Habs. In fact, it might be impossible. Um, he was also 22nd all time in offensive point shares at his retirement, which was higher than I thought. And he was 24th all time in goals per game, though he wasn't on, uh, he, he wasn't in the top 25 in assistor points. So at least by that metric alone, by per game, Leader uh, leaderboards at the end of his career, he is the least of these uh, three players, though we will see he certainly has a claim to fame about something. Um, of the 22 skaters to play in at least 902 games between 63 and 79, 902 is uh, 11 modern seasons. Um, he was fourth in goals. He was second in goals per game, but he was behind, I believe, Espo. Yes, it would be Espo by 0.14, which is an awful lot. He was seventh in assists, six in assists per game, six in points, and six in points per game. So again, doesn't look as good as the other two compared regular season-wise to his peers, though goals-wise, he's, he's way up there. The other guys were top five offensive players for their eras. Uh, he is just out of the top five, but he's second in plus-minus, which is much better than either of those guys. Um, six in offensive point shares. Uh, is 82 game average is 73 points. So comparing that to Gilbert's 82 game average was 79, which is obviously better. And Owens is 71. So they're all in the seventies, which is quite interesting. And then his three year peak of 70 to 73 is 89 points per uh, 78 games and a plus 35. So much better plus minus and um, better than Almond's peak, but not as good as uh, Gilbert's. Uh, but then, the playoffs come along and that's where it matters <laughs> because at his retirement, he was fourth all time in playoff goals. Fourth. He was 16th all time in assists and he was eighth in points tied ninth all time in plus minus and eighth all time in games played. He was sixth all time in playoff goals per game, 25th in assists per game and 11th in points per game. 
So just outside of the top 10 in terms of um, playoff performers in NHL history when he retired, which is uh, something. Um, of the 54 skaters who played in at least 82 games between uh, playoff games between uh, 63 and 79, Cornwaye sorry, is first in playoff goals. First. Wow. He is fourth in goals per game, though, because he was a hab and he played a lot. He is seventh in assists, 16th in assists per game. Again, played lots of games. Third in points. Third. Ninth in, in points per game. So, again, he was bumped up by playing 147 games because he was on the 60s and 70s Habs. Yeah. Eighth in plus minus and second in playoff games. So, his totals look better than his per game, but still. Still top 10. Like, everything's yeah, yeah. top 10. Except for the assist per game, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't an assist kind of guy. Yeah, no, he wasn't. <laughs> um, so the hockey reference adjustment um, knocks him down minus three points per 82 games, uh, which is, uh, sorry, 70 points per 82 games. And the versus X adjustment um, uh, likes him a little bit more than that. Um, and he is not in the top 25 in any uh, versus X per game category, but if you uh, raise the qualifier to 820 games played, he is 19th all-time in versus X adjusted goals per game. He, of course, was never traded like many of these players from that team. So, he won the Conn Smythe in 1973, and we will get uh, to that in a minute. Uh, he never had, unlike Ullman and Gilbert, he never had a first team all-star finish. And as you mentioned, Bill, at least some of that time he was up against Gordie Howe. Yeah. Um, and then he was also, he would have been up against the same players Gilbert was, including Gilbert himself, but he did make a second team four times, which is more end of season all-star is, is the same number of end of season all-star teams as Norm Ullman and Rod Gilbert combined. If you don't care about first or second, um, yeah. Though only six All-Star game appearances compared to uh, Ullman's 11 and Gilbert's... Uh, how many did Gilbert Yeah, have? well, like, at a certain point, how many have they going to put on a team? Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, Gilbert, I don't know. I didn't write down uh, Gilbert's All-Star games. I don't know why. That's weird. Um, Probably on, all of them because all the rings. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I had so, to get him to dig at some point. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a top 10 player... Uh, by point shares only once in 69, top five offensive player once that same year, and top 10 only three times, so less than either Gilbert or Ullman. He was top five in goals once. Uh, he never was a, he was never on any leaderboards of four assists. However, uh, at his retirement, he was one of only nine players to ever uh, score 40 goals four times. Um, and you going the other way to a lower qualifier, he was one of only 15 players to score 20 goals 12 times, so he was pretty consistent. Uh, he was only uh, on the points leaderboards twice, top 10 points just twice, but he was one of only uh, 15 players ever to score uh, 60 points nine times. He was also weirdly only top 10 and plus minus once, but that's partly because all his teammates were probably ahead of him. On that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the versus X adjustment uh, for best seven seasons, it has him the 58th best uh, goal scorer ever for best seven, which is weirdly like um, back of uh, way back of Norm Allman, but that's got to have something to do with the errors they played in, um, but way ahead of Rod Gilbert. Uh, he's 227th in assists. Like you said, Bill, he didn't, he didn't, he was, that was not yeah, a skill Yeah, basically set. like as many goals as assists, like really yeah, sort of player. Yeah. 
129th in points, which is well back of Gilbert and well, well, well back of Norman. Best 10 seasons. Again, there is some improvement. Um, not quite as drastic as as Gilbert's, I think. But like, uh, so best 10 seasons, he's 53rd all-time in goals, 204th all-time in assists, and 114th all-time in points. So not looking as quite a good career as the other two. However, in 1973, he set the single season record for playoff goals. And he led the playoffs in points. And that's why he won a Smythe. And he did that with 15 goals in 17 games. Wow. Yep. And that stood as the record for some time. I don't remember Probably off the top of my head. Probably right? Yeah, I, I think so. Red Beach was... went bonkers and got 19, and that hasn't been beaten since. So like... Yeah, yeah, it's been tied, but never beaten. Yeah. So. It but been... keep in mind, those were all in more games, right? Like 15 and 17 is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, Curry's would have been more games and – and uh, I don't know if Bossy Bossy had 17 a bunch of times. I'm not sure he ever had 19. Uh, and Sackick had 19, but that's Sackett, a whole like a whole bunch yeah. of games. I guess we'd we'd have to sit down and do a whole thing. But yeah, yeah. But you're right. No, it was in, in more games for sure. Yeah. So he almost scored a goal a game in the 73 yeah. playoffs. Um, he also uh, so he won. Uh, how many cups did he win? He won a lot of cups. Um, like Bill said, he ran out of fingers. He won eight cups. Um, <laughs> So he he was the Conn Smythe on the 73 Canadians. He also uh, was arguably the best uh, skater uh, on the 68 uh, Canadians. So I guess that means, if I wrote that, that means their goalie was really good that year. Um, I should see who the goalie was in 68. Um, was it Worsley or was it, yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah, Worsley and Vachon, actually. Um, oh, Wait, they both played? Yeah, but uh, War- it's weird. They both played well, but War- uh, Worsley played the whole playoff, and and Vachon played like two games. But they had the yeah, identical. The they had identical uh, save percentages. Funnily you know enough. what? That's that. That's that's one of the biggest regrets of my life. When uh, when we were growing up as kids on the South Shore. Yeah. I, I used to have some old Gump Worsley like hockey cards. And yeah. when he was retired, he lived just down the street from Ryan. Oh wow. Okay. Like, like I'm not even like on the same block and I, I was like too shy and nervous to go like knock on his door and ask him to sign some stuff. Cause I knew he was really old and I was just like, is this like, like the worst Scary thing I've man. ever done? Like, is he just not want people to know where he <laughs> lives? And I'm like, so I was like, ah, I'm not going to do it. But like, I had some old car- cards of him when he was on the North stars and the Habs and I was like, oh, okay. ah, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Too bad. <laughs> um, so then, uh, he also was a top three forward. On the 71 halves, when he led the playoffs in plus minus, he was top three forward by points on the 69 halves. Uh, He was a top six forward by points on the 76 and 78 halves when he was getting quite up there. Um, And also, I'm not mistaken, had some severe uh, um, health issues at this point. Yeah, Um, I think he was sort of like on the team as like an elder statesman. Yeah, yeah. uh, my memory is like Ken Dryden writing about him as like he's done. In fact, he didn't even make it to the final Habs Cup, right? Like, or that final two. Yeah, he wasn't, he didn't play in 77 either. So he actually has, um, does he have nine cups? He just didn't, didn't yeah, play. Yeah, like he probably got the ring or got his name yeah, on the yeah, cup, but maybe yeah. didn't play in the yeah. playoffs or whatever, yeah. I'd have to do a deep, deeper dig on that. Yeah, um, yeah, and then he was uh he had a smaller role in 65 and 66 when he was younger and you know there were there was like ge- 
Je- uh, Jeffrey on and, and maybe uh, uh, not. Um, I was going to say Dickie Moore, but Dickie Moore is left wing. Um, but like, yeah, there might be some other guys ahead of him. Anyway, it's, he's it's still. Yeah. He's still won. Yeah, it's just the Habs. He won eight cups, and they of course also went to a uh, the '67 finals as well. Though he didn't, his role in the early to mid '60s was much more limited in the playoffs than it was later. And then of course, um, he also uh, was on the '72 uh, Canadian team, just like Rod Gilbert. And I believe he played on the top line, but he scored at a top six forward rate, though. That um, he, uh, yeah, well, he was on the ice for the uh, for the Henderson goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Henderson's the one who jumped on, right? Like he just sort of had yeah. like, uh, you've seen the documentaries and stuff. He just like all of a sudden was like, I had this feeling like I got to be on the ice right now, and he yelled. I can't remember who he yelled at to get off, but he yeah. uh, like the famous call is you know like Henderson took a wild stab for it and fell right in front. Henderson, he scores. Like yeah. that's the thing, right? Like it's yeah. everybody who's Canadian has it memorized, and it's like. Yeah. Cornway is the guy who came whipping through and goes sliding out of frame because he was just trying, he was using his speed to try to do something. And then the puck just pops out in front and bang yeah. right there because of Esposito, obviously. <laughs> so it's interesting because the first two guys had like, well, Almond had an incredible regular season career and not a great playoff career. Mm-hmm. Gilbert had a slightly less incredible regular season career and not a great playoff career. And Cornway had the least of the regular season careers and then had far and away the best playoff career. Now, some of that was the team he played for, but he did. It's not like he didn't win an MVP. He, he deservedly, there's no question. He won that con Smythe. Like he is, he was their best player yeah. in 73. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's like, is it close? Like I'm pulling up the 15 goals in 17 games. Who's coming close to that? Yeah. So Mahovlich had 23 points. Um, and was clearly like feeding him because they were, yeah. they must've been all aligned together uh, because they, you know, the two top scorers, but like, but also like Cornway is, uh, you know, also worth noting. Um, Cause sometimes people get upset about this. Only three of those 15 goals were power play goals. Wow. Yeah. 12 even strength goals in 17 games. It's nuts. Really His shooting percentage bill was 31. <laughs> well, you know what? How many of those were breakaways then? I have no idea. I was it's, not alive. I bet you a bunch of them were breakaways because he was yeah. so fast, right? Like, I mean, he's, yeah. he's just came to the roadrunner. Yeah. Um, and in fact, out of all these three guys, if you're going to say who was the best and who has the best case, the other two guys don't have hockey teams nicknamed after them. So, uh, yeah, there you go. The, the original roller hockey team in Montreal was called the Roadrunner. <laughs> All right. Because of uh, Yvonne Forme. But by the way, you have to really be from Montreal to know that. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, nobody knows that except for people from Montreal. But uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's one of the he's one of the more famous Habs from that era, and he, he like you got to figure if his shooting percentage is that hot, he it must have been just all breakaways and two on ones. Thirty one percent. I don't know if there are actual leaderboard like leader it's records for shoot playoff shooting percentage. Right? That has got to be. For playing that many games, yeah, that's got to be one of the highest in history. Like that is insane. Yeah, I, I'm I'm almost guaranteeing because he was so known for his speed. Oh, we that got it. Half of his goals are breakaways. At we least. got. They have records. So they started tracking it. It started appearing sometimes in 1960. Um. 
You know what? There must be some kind of uh oh no, this is playoffs. Yeah, so uh Pitt Martin Ooh. weirdly shot thirty two percent in seventy three. Wow. How many goals did he score though? Uh I don't two? know. I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's got there's got to be a qualifier. There's got to be a, a games played or goals qualifier for this. You, oh, think. you would think, but probably not. He scored ten goals that year. Ooh, wow, Because that was uh that was the year the the Blackhawks went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, the the uh, highest shooting percentage in the playoffs since it was tracked is uh is uh, Craig Simpson, um, forty one. And wow. I don't know what year he did it. Uh, oh, that's that's single season. Career, he also has the highest shooting percentage for his career in the playoffs is 34%. What a dick. Seems impossible. <laughs> I hate um, Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> As an announcer, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it's weird. Like, Scott Young Scott, uh, shot 40% one playoff. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just the it's really the list of like a weird thing too though, right? Like yeah. a guy gets hot for a couple of yeah. weeks, and just and some guys just have that knack for just it's the playoffs. I'm gonna score more than I ever 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 do, and I, so if that guy only shoots once a game, but they all go in, it's like, well, you lucky duck you. So, I gotta say, like the uh, the the list of like playoff shooting percentage, um, single season leaders is not like there are not many hall of famers on it bobby hall's there and like that's that's it <laughs> you know and, and, uh because because believe it or not cornway's crazy shooting percentage that year was not even the best i mean it was pitt martin beat him by multiple percent so anyway who knew sorry i just i just had to look into that because i thought i thought 31 yeah. was high but apparently not well, yeah, well, well, let's say 31 for a player who actually knew how to score goals and probably took more than a couple of shots a game, then I would say, yeah. It's pretty... yeah. <laughs> the playoffs are such a weird thing. Eh? <laughs> yeah, so I guess, like, I have no idea how to rank these guys because, like, I think very clearly the best regular season player is Norm Allman. It's not even close, despite yep. the fact that he was not always a first-line player. Um, He just, he has the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But, like... Cornway is very clearly the best postseason player. I mean, and it's, the, not, the, it's not even close. It's on the top line for Team Canada in 72. Like, just, yeah, yeah. It, and it, like, it's Montreal. It's Montreal, him and Belleville. And, like, just he is, like, an all-timer. Like, that's yeah. – my, my mom has an old photo album, and she has one piece of paper with his signature on it, and it's Yvonne Cornway. Yeah. And like my mom's favorite hockey player ever. And I'm just like, really? Like even for like, it's an interesting one. And it's just, he was just electric because like, you know, they were the flying Frenchman and he was so goddamn fast. <laughs> like he wasn't a big guy, but man, was he fast. Like, it's like an unbelievable skater. And it's like, you know, he maybe, maybe wasn't the, the big ticket on every Habs team, but he's maybe that like, he was either on the top line or the, like the best forward on the second line and just remarkably consistent. And when the games mattered, like just, whew, like just something else, you know? Yeah. And I mean, if he'd not had back surgery, he would have won another cup. Oh, um, no, 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 no. That's uh, you're thinking of the wrong guy. No, no, no. I just read it. No way. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, and, uh, that's why he was missing at the end of his That's career. why he missed 77. He had uh, back surgery. And then he came back for his final year, which was not good. Um, and uh, it looks like he didn't play in the 79 playoffs either. Um, oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. So he uh, he was on the team for these mm-hmm. cups. Yeah. Uh, both the 77 and 79 cups. But he was so big. I remember, I remember like, stuff in the game about, about how, how beat, like, how, you know, physically sort of beaten down he was um at the end there um but yeah sorry two cups he if he'd been healthier he would have won two more cups and he would have 10 wow which is insane yeah yeah. because he really does like he he is a little bit like Henri richard right he just i I, want to say they count those because i think they count cornway as having oh no it's uh, sorry no i'm I'm thinking of the wrong little guy it's not he and show yeah yeah who's got 11 right so um i think it's is it ten or eleven? I think it's eleven. I, I can I can tell you right now. Um, Thank you, Intertron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's why is it not loading? Come on, <laughs> it's like the internet. Yeah, he's eleven. Yeah. Wow. His first one is in '56, and his final one is in is is the '73 one where uh, uh, we're just talking about. Um, Eat yeah, your heart out, Tom Brady. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he would have had two more. He'd just been healthier, which is crazy. Man, and and the fact that he was, you know, um, the best. Uh, I think it's safe to say the, uh, you know, the best. Uh, um, it's weird. Oh yeah, he just didn't leave the playoffs. Okay, yeah, the best. He was very clearly the best player on one team. Is the best. Uh, skater on another, um, you know, and, and was a top three forward on um, some others. You know, it just it's uh, I, I, it, it's it's hard to sort of say without having lived through that era. But I bet you if I talk to my parents and my dad probably won't remember now because just <laughs> he had meningitis once and he lost a lot of memories of old stuff where it's like, yeah. I don't remember that. Either. Like, we'll talk about a movie I know we watched together. He's like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> like, oh, you get to watch it again. Amazing. Uh, just like a blank spot. Um, so maybe he doesn't remember some of this old hockey stuff, but I feel like Yvonne Cornway was kind of like the, the Yari Curry of that like group of like, this guy will always score goals. He's electric. He's a goal scorer and he's essential to the way it works. But he's yeah. never going to get the accolades of the centers. He's never going to be sort of the, the – he's not. He's maybe not going to put up the – although Curry did put up fucking crazy numbers. But no, compared to Gretzky, no, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like he's, he's, he's there and he's essential. And no matter what line you put him on, especially even when you look at Team Canada, you put him on a line, he makes that line go because he's got this speed that, like, changes the game for everybody. But – he doesn't necessarily have numbers that jump off the page as to how good he was. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel like, right. Like only having seen highlights, but like he, you don't get nicknamed the road runner without being like the fastest guy in the league. Right. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. So he also, uh, he appears to have, uh, um, played on his off wing. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Which is, uh, which, which was uh, rare for a non-Russian at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gilbert Gilbert played on his mm-hmm. uh, like shot right, played on the right wing. I think people started to figure out that you had a better angle to shoot 
Yeah. You also needed to be able to protect the puck or be fast enough to get away from the defensemen who were trying to check the puck off you. Yeah. And like you couldn't get your body in the way. So if you're a big guy and you're a right winger, you want to like put your body in the way and have the puck away from the guy sort yeah. of like and shoot right. But if you're a little quick guy, you're just like, well, it won't matter. I'll just skate around him. So, yeah. So, um, Norm Allman, I think we both agree. Yeah. Very good numbers. Way more impressive than I thought he would be. Yeah. Rod Gilbert. Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether to say in spite of or because he's a Ranger, but uh, I, I think he's got a good enough case to be in. I, I, yeah. And with the way the hall's constructed, I think no question. Yeah. Our ideal one, I'm like, when I hear his story, I'm like, he was pretty goddamn good. Like, and he made Team Canada in 72, like, is Mr. Ranger. Like, uh, I, you got to put a guy like that in, I feel. So. I'm much, I'm, I'm sort of on the fence. I, I think it's fine that he's in. I think you're right in a more restrictive hall. He wouldn't be. But like there, as I said earlier, there are plenty of guys that would kick out first. Yeah. Um, I do, unlike you, I do, I, I find the narrative stuff kind of annoying and I like, don't really like, <laughs> yeah, but like you're more the, than I am. yeah, that's true. Deep down, uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not that he doesn't have a case. He has a case. Um, it's just, I think of the three guys, um, uh, despite uh, the better I, regular I would say season, it's the weakest case, but yeah. having heard the injury thing and sort of like realizing that. He may have been hampered by being on the Rangers his whole career. I'm like, ah, maybe I got a bit more time for him than I thought I would. So. Yeah. And then Cornway, I mean, I think if you set the single season playoff record in goals um, and you're, I mean, I know Reggie Leach uh, yeah. is a different story, mm-hmm. but this guy, this guy performed in more than one playoff round. And yeah, I think it's just like, to be to perform better in the playoffs than you in the regular season is really really tough. It should be really really valuable. It clearly was very valuable to the Habs. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. and a big reason why he played such an important role on uh, on yeah. Team Canada in '72. Really, this guy's been there. He's always done it. Yeah. He's he's a big big moment player. Like we need him. And like what a difference maker, right? He's on yeah. the ice for maybe the greatest hockey goal ever scored. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, and, and had a huge part in it, even if he did miss the puck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And went sliding into the corner at a million miles an hour. I I do yeah. want to say once again that I I really appreciate when we find these like, um, when you find these classes where like everybody belongs. It yeah. it makes me like so much less angry. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, nice. It's, it, it's nice too to acknowledge that like some people might have a beef with this guy's case, but. Overall, yeah. like if you consider who's in the hall, and we're not counting Kevin Lowe. I mean, obviously, if he's in, like fucking, you know, yeah, uh, you know, brush your teeth in the morning, you might get into the hall. Like, yeah, but, basically. Man, if I ever meet that guy, I'm pretty sure he's gonna slug me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like it's it's not like uh this guy's got a bad case. It's like uh yeah, even like I'd actually if if it was a perfect hall, I'd actually have to even consider this guy, but which is nice, right? Like. Yeah. Even with our, like, we're going top 10 goal scorers, like, you're going really strict, you'd actually have to sit there and talk about them. That's yeah. like, a, you know, and in today's hall, like, it's obviously the bar has been lowered and there's a lot of people going to get in in the future years that'll be like, I can't believe that guy's in the hall. But these guys, I feel like, solidly belong. You know, like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really have a problem with any of them being in. And, like, the Rod Gilbert one's like, yeah, dude, like, 
good career all the way through, just didn't have any playoff success. And well, it's because he played for the Rangers. Like, yeah. is it really his fault? And, you know, and then when you find out what he overcame, it's like, yeah, I, I really do believe he belongs in the hall. You know, it, and if you were to say, well, he's the like basement of a hall of fame, like he's like the guy who just barely, like if he just barely gets in, that's pretty good hall of fame, you know, like yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's refreshing to not have like, you know, the, just somebody where you're just like, what? like what the, anyway, yeah. Um, all right, that's all for us uh, this episode. And I think, um, well, we, we're still not sure whether we're going to do for the next episode, we'll do our top 10 right wings or our uh, another class like this. And then we're also talking about possibly doing an episode of an overlooked guy who would have re- who would have been eligible right around 1982. Um, but it was not who's one of the more glaring um, cases of someone who's been overlooked who we haven't yet talked about before we started doing the classes. So all those things are coming up in the future. So please tune in for those and we will see you next time. Take care.